You have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to the Motorsport LTV Sportscast show this week. We're going to be talking about the Formula 1 heading off to Bahrain. We're going to quickly recap on the MotoGP and we're going to get the opinion of that big man, Jay. Big Jay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell me, is there going to be any change to to the usual Mercedes parade led by uh, Lewis Hamilton this weekend? Well, let, let's hope that uh, now that they've wrapped up constructors, they've wrapped up the driver championship, maybe there's a little bit more experimentation, a little bit more testing in terms of preparing for for next season, and maybe that will give open the door for for the, the teams that have been lurking behind to challenge them. But that's my wishful thinking. Yes, wishful um, thinking. I can't, I can't hope for rain in, in Bahrain because, I mean, that is in the Middle East, and so we, we don't expect a wet Grand Prix there. Uh, and it's a circuit that, that everyone knows. So based on those uh, variables, it's a common circuit. They've raced it a number of times. There's no rain. We've got the Mercedes dominating. So, so snooze fest. Okay. I might feel slightly different, um, except for first and possibly second position. I think there's going to be a... Uh, um, there's going to be a fight on the podium for uh, third, maybe, if we're lucky. And But there is lots of overtaking opportunities at Bahrain. It, does, it doesn't always seem like it's that type of circuit, but it is that type of circuit. You can, you can do things uh, then. I think Ferraris, back in the past, they were relatively strong. And now I don't know how much confidence Ferrari takes in from the previous weekend or the previous uh, Grand Prix in Turkey, is it just hubris that uh, that they think they might do well again, or, or are we going to see um, back to back to what had been the the proverbial parade of uh, Formula One cars for the twenty twenty season? Now the Bahrain circuit is uh, this is a first leg of a double header at Bahrain. So as much as you don't like the Bahrain inner track. Next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, you get to see the Bahrain Outer Track, which a Formula One cars have never been on. Yay. Which uh, some people have called possible, <laughs> they've called it the Bahrain Oval. So so we, we, we're going to stick it out in the Middle East for two weekends. So uh, we don't, don't expect to see rain for two weekends. Though just a, little, just a little word over here. When do you think the lap record in Formula One comes from? What year? Pick a year. The lap record. The lap record. Their first Grand Prix at Bahrain was in 2004. When do you, where do you think the lap record, which year do you think it comes from? Obviously, I, is, is the lap record not held by Kimi? Uh, and if Kimi holds the lap record, that, that, that is two, 2014. Okay. How's about first Grand Prix 2004, lap record 2005, Pedro de la Rosa? <laughs> What a what a fact! The, <laughs> I was going to say completely still, random, yeah, completely random. Yeah, but yeah. but I do want to point out, and that's obviously when they started to um, try to make Formula One safer 
the restrictions that they put on the cars with the smaller engines. They want to make it more a fuel economic, uh, all those things. If they want to make Formula One safer, why don't they just do simulation uh, simulation driving? Whoever's got the best software and the best steering wheel in your little lounge somewhere, let's let's go and do that. Let's stop this. Going from a V12 to a V10, and then now, now a, a Jay, I'm going to stop you because there's there's a potential that someone at the FIA might be listening to you. So if you, if you don't <laughs> mind just clarifying that you were speaking right out of your backside there, and you didn't mean a single word you said because no, because no, they were they were quite during during lockdown they were so enthused by having the the, the Formula One E E Formula events, and then we had a couple of celebrities joining in that event. Boffers, what a crock of shit. Uh, Put the fastest cars with the best technologies. Let them go at it. Let let the guys go and and break speed records. That is why the sport originally. That's why it took off. That is why a lot of people my age or our age have gotten hooked onto it. And now, as it gets safer and safer and safer, we might as well just go to creating simulation situations. Everyone sitting in air conditioned rooms with a little controller, PS Five. Driving those things and getting a winner that way—that's that's not that's not in the spirit of the things, and uh, that's why Formula One's losing the viewership, and they continue putting restrictions, and the dealers, uh, manufacturers keep on finding ways to bypass and circumvent that. The cars are faster with these restrictions, so big ups to that. But just can you imagine getting cars that could hit the 400 kilometer an hour mark? What a, what what a spectacle! Uh, spectacle that would be now currently right now i think the the top speeds um between f1 and motor gp motor gp actually hold on to that currently yeah, there's just another food for thought on that one listen jay 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 i don't know if you know this and uh i don't want to upset you but <laughs> have you heard about the uh formula one esports league official esports league where people ride simulators it's fine if you're a 12 year old or 14 year old sitting Adults. in your mom's home. Adults. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it, again, if, if you're overweight, 50 something year old, but if you, no, uh, come, uh, if you're in your prime and you can have the ability to go out there and do it, and no offense to any of the millennials listening, go out there, get your hands on, on the steering wheel, change those gears and drive. I'm all for that. So, but yeah, as I said, if, if you, if you, if you, uh, physically challenged, and you want to do that to get the feel and experience, and from an esports platform, hundred percent, hundred percent. But not when the real thing exists out there, dude. Just so you know, Red Bull are Red Bull are on top of that table, as far as I have it. And then Alfa Romeo second, and Mercedes down in fifth. So I just, I'll just say because there's a possibility <laughs> that it's something you might want to look into because it's something you might enjoy, possibly. Uh, well. Because <laughs> I know you don't particularly like uh, Mercedes. Yeah, but Leighton, I've been off. I've been off all things E for uh, for the last ten years or so. So, Listen, yeah, I don't want to talk not, about your clubbing days. Uh, let's leave your clubbing not, days out of it. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about substance. I'm speaking about electronic. Oh, so speed, eh? So it wasn't E. It was speed, eh? <laughs> okay, cool, man. Just, listen, uh, we do we do not condone the use of um, such. Uh, extracurricular um, recreational or non-recreational use of uh, of uh, of Jay's um, of Jay's <laughs> uh, 
uh, youth from 10, 10, 20, 30 years ago. How old are you? Fuck, you're proper old, aren't you? Yeah. So uh, the the Mercedes parade for the weekend, that's that's going to be uh, probably what we're going to be looking at. But, 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 but we can be hopeful. We can be hopeful to see more competition uh, down at least between if if it feels like the rest of the teams can almost uh, pull Red Bull into to, to more of a battle to to give more of a challenge here because then there's at least one team they've brought back hopefully and that you know going well, into next season build that momentum to hopefully well, then be point, challenging Racing Point seems to be a lot more a lot more competitive looking at the last Grand Prix so let's hope Racing Point comes to the party uh, to challenge mm. uh, the Red Bulls at least at least in that in that second the third uh, second and third row we could get some sort of uh, competition going on then. Hopefully, Red Bull fixes whatever's wrong with that, uh, uh, the launch control on that, uh, on Max's car, because if I remember the Turkish Grand Prix, he hit a wall off the takeoff. So it was wet, the tires, whatnot, but hopefully there's nothing. But he doesn't seem to, to get off the line that well this season. I've got so, an idea. How's about less launch control since they're the best drivers in the world? And they don't need it. Absolutely, Leighton. And then we could get a few stalls, and we could get some of the the, the Bottas's and Hamiltons messing that up as well. Great, I'm all for it. Let's get the yes. to get that in, uh, in, in the sport. Less um, electronic uh, um, aids to. Absolutely, pit, pit lane pit lane limiters get rid of it. DRS. No, whoa, 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 whoa! Pit lane limiters. Guy, okay, I didn't, I didn't say let's let's turn it into massacre. What's what's that movie? They are, they are death they are race the, movies, eh? They are the best drivers in the world for a reason. They've been doing it from the time they're about five years yeah, old. They okay. cannot get in and out of a pit lane correctly. Come on, my grand could do that. Um, I. I don't know about your grand's driving ability, but I don't think your grand had to drive into a sea of people at, uh, what, what is the limit now? 80 right now. Or is it 60? It used to be 100 back in the day. I think it's 80. I, think it's I can't. 80. When you put limitations on a spot where you're supposed to be going fast. Where there, where, where there is a sea of people. I'm going to drive my car into where there is a sea of people at 200 kilometers an hour, and they must move out of my way. I, I, which, which, uh, which Grand Prix was it where, where a guy ran onto the circuit and he was hit by a front wing? Um, effectively de- um, disconnecting the, the bottom half of his one leg from the rest of his body. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a that's that's some good TV, huh? You were talking about ratings and viewership and sponsorship. No, did, that, that, that 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 thing's uh, that's that's kind of like the when you when you hop onto to the dark web and to to go see um, uh, what what type of grotesque injuries can you see in in the world? Uh, we we do. We, I don't I don't watch sport to watch people's legs get chopped chopped off. It's not it's not my I, I uh, don't, thing. And I don't watch I don't watch sport to see being limited. Uh, so, uh, so you're all for 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 the leg yeah. choppings. Listen, if no, if, if a guy is running in the pit lane and uh, one of the opposition's uh, pit lane crew steps a little bit wide, and while I'm arriving at 250 k's an hour, if his ankle happens to be in the way, by the time I've passed, he won't have an ankle. Let's control the movement of the people. Let's not control the speed. Let the cars go. It's Let the, the pit race lane. Okay. Why are we fighting about the pit lane? Why are we fighting about the pit lane? 
Leighton, Formula One is 70 years old. These bullshit rules have been there for the last 10 years. The last 60 years, they could do what the F they wanted. We didn't have that much. So I think we were a bunch of wussies in the pansy generation. I don't know why you're supporting this. Let's go and let's protect this. We're so scared. What a wump generation. I'm I'm saying where there are people, all I'm saying is where there are people. We gotta, we gotta at least be respectful of that to know that we're not putting people's lives in danger. However, when they go onto the track, um, every yep. Formula One driver should know that his life is in danger because he is riding on the ultimate edge of what speed should be, and, no, and no, that no, is the no, risk that they take. So they get their danger pay for that. Ultimate edge of what speed should be. You are referring to the likes of Morbidelli and and Juan Mir, not not these wussy boys in this Formula One class. I, I, I agree, dude. That the, it needs to be that they they should be allowed that freedom. The the team should be allowed the freedom to, um, obviously develop far beyond the the limitations that they currently are facing right now. So. Formula One motor, Formula One at uh, Bahrain this weekend. First off, a double header before they. It's an inside track at Bahrain. Let's hope for something that is not um, another another parade around uh, be around a track for fifty seven laps. Quickly, Jay, I just want to recap the MotoGP season. The season is done. Uh, Miguel Oliveira takes the second win of the season in his home GP, home GP in Portugal. The man uh, doubles his win tally, obviously. Uh, then in what was very dominant fashion, Jack Miller came in with a second. Sad to see that he didn't get that uh, get that win this season for Premier Ducati, uh, Ducati. And then we didn't get the, a new record, although we did equal the record of uh, different winners. And Franco Morbidelli gets on the podium again um, for what I think was the third Grand Prix in the row. I think it could be that. But yes, Rossi Rossi makes a direct seat swap with uh, Fabian Quattararo. So Rossi to uh, Patronus Yamaha, Fabian Quattararo to Factory Yamaha, and uh, Andrea De Vizioso he retires. So it's uh, it's a little bit sad to see him go. He's another he's another one from our generation, Jay. We still have Rossi riding. So uh, isn't there one more that's taking a sabbatical? Is it Petrucci? There's, I think there's one taking a sabbatical for a year. I haven't seen. Uh, he was, yeah, and uh, so yeah, a lot of what we said in last week's podcast and came to but a fruition. Like no, Jean Mayer getting out. So we, I spoke, hopefully, hoping there'll be a couple of or predicted a few DNFs, and it was Jean Mayer DNF, and then it was Brad Binder going for the rookie of the season. So I kept on watching where Alex Marquez was going to finish, cheering Binder on. I'm not sure whether his lead was. Yeah, Alex Marquez had to had to win the Grand Prix. He had okay. to win by right. more than twenty points, and then and Binder goes off so early in, 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 into the race. Mm. Uh, I must say, uh, very impressed with the way Jack Miller um, bought his time and sat behind Morbidelli and mm. and through through and it was going to be a repeat of the previous Grand Prix uh, MotoGP. And when he finally got the opportunity, it's nice to see uh, riders learn and and and, and take advantage of it because. We see for often we see it in sport when one or a rider or race has got the hoodoo over you, you can't do anything. And it was great to see Miller uh, get ahead of uh, Morbidelli. So yeah, for the season's done. Uh, I've become a bit of a fan of uh, MotoGP. I must say I wasn't as enthused this weekend watching Oliveira just go and dominate and get that four-second lead out at the front. But um, in the middle of the pack, uh, quite quite exciting uh, times and yeah Divizioso uh, calling it a day um, 
bit nostalgic again to the point that you alluded to. There's a lot of sportsmen and, and a lot of people now that are calling calling it quits and around around uh, that age group. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a different chapter for everyone, and I guess it's time for the youngsters to come on through and take up the mantle. Yeah, dude, talking about young riders coming through. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Feel free to say no. What is the chances you watch Moto2 as well? Uh, no, no, but uh, <laughs> I, no. Uh, I, I, I saw, I, I had a look at, because when I was waiting for the MotoGP uh, qualification or the race to start, and uh, Moto2 was on, and, and, and it seemed that, that that seemed quite exciting as well there. And, and those riders obviously feed into MotoGP. But uh, knowing my personality, Lighten, once I get hooked onto something, and if you, the listeners have heard me on the FPL, I go all in, uh, and it's a bit too much. I'd, I'd, I'd go watch bicycle racing at a stage. That, that's, the, that's the level Dude, that I get I into. I watch Tour de France, so, uh, so I do watch bicycle <laughs> racing. I'm just saying. I, I haven't subjected. I, I know most people I speak to uh, have got zero interest in it, but uh, I do watch it. The Yes, Moto 2, what, what? a race to end off the season, especially looking at the permutations of how the possibility that uh, different riders could land up getting the win. Um, Remy Gardner getting his uh, his victory, his first victory in Motor 2. So that, that Listen, was... For my, for my education, and I've been learning a lot of MotoGP this season, mm-hmm. the... The chances of their champion or their most uh, improved rider in Moto2 coming up to MotoGP, is it just based on availability or is it a natural progression? The the champion then moves on the next year and graduates to MotoGP. How does that work? Uh, you got to get a seat. you got to okay, so you you get so a you seat. Could. But yes, if, if you've won Moto2, there, there's a good chance. If Let's say if you win Moto3, there's a good chance a team in Moto2 is going to pick you up. Uh, sooner rather than later. So you you, you pick you, you do the cream rises to the top and they get picked out into MotoGP first kind of thing. Okay, so we should expect one of one or two of those riders to appear on some of the teams next season. Yes, we'll, we we should see that. Um, I, I do think they so they mentioned a few riders which is going to to which teams. Though Remy Gardner, the guy that did win the Moto Two race this past weekend, he is actually the son of uh, Wayne Gardner who. Who used to just yes, dude? I got to think you're going back into the 80s, early 90s, for which was then the MotoGP was the 500 CC. So his father. So that's that's, that's that's Wayne Rainey time, or is it Wayne Rainey? No, Wayne, McDuan? Wayne Rainey, McDuan, Wayne Gardner, um, all of them. Yeah, so back. You can back that you time. can you can you can tell that I'm old. Leighton, uh one last thing on the MotoGP that I just want to. Uh, ask about is uh, Quattararo, another MotoGP. What's gone wrong with the guy? I mean, how do you What's, fall from grace? How, what, was, what was it, five races ago he was leading? Four races ago he was leading? Four races ago, Four. yeah. Oh, and then, and then, yeah something, something, <laughs> something serious, whether it's the mechanics of the, the bike or is something in his personal life, but I've never seen in, in professional sports somebody – tail off uh, that badly yeah you have uh, you have it, we yeah, forget yeah. about them because what happens yeah, is correct. people like that uh, they 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 kind of become flashing i hope this is not the case people like that generally become a flash in the pan because they don't have the the mental strength to 
either maintain look you might learn the lessons from it put it down into the lessons learned register and then build from it or 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 which is also a possible likely scenario he's now failed towards the end of his patronus yamal season where he was in prime position to win his teammate in the same last um last four or five races won two of them I think how, how many races? How many in the last five did Franco Morbidelli win? I'll double check that for you right two. now. I, th- I think it's two. So the, with the with the swap with him going the other way, then he's then he, uh, Maverick. He got, yeah, it's a, it's a direct swap with the um, with Valentino Rossi. However, now he goes to what is now supposedly the um, he's gone to the factory team, and inside well, the maybe. factory team, he. Uh, he, he was coming with a lot of promise. He was the leader of the Patronus Yamaha. He finishes the season, I think, down in sixth or seventh position, uh, where his partner, Franco Morbidelli, who was the rookie to him, finishes second in the season. Mentally, that's got to play on you. And it doesn't look like he has handled that mental pressure very well. So I, I, I don't know what happens to Fabian Quattararo. I mean, he... He lost the season. As much yes, as yeah. as much as Jan Mir won the season, uh, in in through his consistency, Frank uh, Quattararo, Fabian Quattararo, barely, if he had performed slightly slightly worse than his teammate, because his teammate in the last four races went first, eleventh, first, third. I mean, if he landed up getting four-thirds or four-fourths, uh, you know, he probably would have won the season. But he just didn't. It just, it yeah. all just fell apart. So, I don't know, man. To to watch somebody come back from something like that is it, it's not, uh, it's not a... All, all I'm saying is for the new season, I'm I'm, I'm following and supporting uh, Factory Yamaha, Vinales Quattraro. I'm looking forward to it. Vinales and and a little bit of bread to the KTM. Yeah, Fabian Quattraro's last four races went like this. 18th, 8th, 14th, retired. Actually, go one race before that, 9th. So from his last win, he went 9, 18, 8, 14, and retired. And that uh, it's it's mind-blowing to see, to see something like that happen. Yes, yeah, so again... Uh, the Moto Two that was super exciting. That was probably the most exciting on on the Sunday to to watch out of things. To watch uh, that uh, young Sam Lowe's. I think he was riding with a broken wrist kind of thing or an injured wrist. You know, he, he went out and pushed. He pushed through the pain again. Pushes through the pain. He finishes the. Uh, I think he finished third in the race as well. Yeah, he finished third in the race and he landed up finishing tied second in the or so tied on points for second. Uh, in in the championship standings, so yes, what what a what a MotoG well what a Moto two race, a whole bunch of fun there. So I think we'll see some of them in MotoGP next year. Jay, listen, enjoy the Bahrain Grand Prix, although you might not, uh, considering all things. No, shaking the head, eh? No, not going to happen. Eh? You'll refuse to enjoy it. What happens if you do? I don't think I'll be watching it. I think with the footy, the footy on, I don't think I'll be watching Bahrain uh, the weekend. Okay. So I'll, I'll wait for the new season to get back into Formula One. 
but maybe for the listeners, I'll probably just go in so I could have something to to, to complain about um, for next week's pod. Okay, cool. And start thinking about this. And if you are a listener, we will be playing. Jay has committed. Uh, well, not not so much as in words as I've seen him give the nod of the head. Uh, the F1 Fantasy will be next season. We'll we'll be playing that. How difficult is that? You 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 put you put in Hamilton and Bottas and Verstappen and then you win it, dude. You don't I'm put playing. in Bottas. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, you don't put in Bottas. Okay, uh, uh, yeah. So that, that that'll be fine. I think I look forward to we can get a, get a pod going and then I'll be the newbie in. But I think you haven't played it either. Have I've you? never played it either. So we, we can we can we can, we can do that as uh, as a first time. Time thing okay, for us no, as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Jay, listen. Uh, drive safe, drive fast, and uh, catch you next week. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Bye. bye.